Hi, welcome to the Story of Self podcast. This is the podcast for women who want to come home to themselves and do what they came to this planet to do. I am Mariah Wickham, a certified life coach and guide and cheerleader on your journey. Welcome to the podcast. Today is episode 28. Is balance a myth? Now, we hear a lot about balance from time to time. We think sometimes we it's the ultimate goal to feel balanced, to have balance. You have people peddling programs. You have people selling things to help you feel more balanced. Um, but also you have a this other category of people that just think it's a myth, that it's not possible, that there's no way to ever have balance. So just, you know, stop trying. It's, it's a myth. So what I want to propose to you today is that balance is possible. Okay. I'm going to set forth the argument that you can have balance, that you can create balance. And hopefully my points will be sound enough and convincing enough that you are that you desire to try these things and you desire to try to achieve more balance in your life. Because I do think it's possible. And more often than not, those people that are like, oh, balance is a myth. I feel like those are the ones that are overwhelmed all the time and frustrated that they're not getting what they want in life. And then they just put this lens over it like, well, balance isn't possible anyway. And so I don't know where you land. I don't know where you're at on the spectrum of thinking balance is a myth or believing (laughs) it's possible, but stick with me today. I, I'm pretty sure there are going to be some things that maybe you haven't considered before and they will help you regardless because you can continue to think that balance isn't possible. That's totally fine. You have that option. I'm not trying to convince you to think differently. I'm just wanting to give you some tools to help you feel better. Okay. So that helps me jump right into my first point. And that is what is balance anyway? What is balance? Is it a feeling? Is it a destination? Is it something you can check off your to-do list? Is it something that someone else would notice and say, oh, wow, you look so balanced. (laughs) Um, Really get clear on this because it can be something that's just that fleeting, fleeting thing because you don't really know what it is anyway. And so then you keep chasing it, keep doing things, or you feel like you're told by the world, you should be balanced or should have balance, but you don't, you don't feel like it. So then it's just this never ending battle. So first and foremost, I want you to get clear on what it is for you. Okay. Is it a feeling or is it a destination? Now, I've talked enough on this podcast that if you believe balance is a feeling, then we create that with our thoughts. Whatever we're thinking helps us feel a certain way. And so that is really good to know. Okay, if balance is a feeling, then we can get there by managing our mind. We can get there by paying more attention to the thoughts rolling around in our head. If you think it's a destination and that certain things need to happen a certain way in order for balance to occur, then just get even more clear on that and get even more detailed 
so that you can achieve that. But make sure it's achievable. Don't like <laughs> have this long list of impossible things so that balance is always out of reach. All right. A really good question to ask yourself while you're doing this is what would it take for you to feel balanced? What would it take? Like imagine yourself in the future where you have achieved this ambiguous, ambivalent state of balance. And what are you doing? What does your life look like? That's another really good place to direct your mind so you can wrap uh, your imagination around it so that you have a vision around this thing we call balance. It's such an, it's such a like wishy-washy word. But if it's something you desire, let's ask these questions. Let's do a little bit of introspection so you can get there. And beyond that, I want to introduce you to a new idea of balance. And this new idea of balance is totally achievable. It's totally doable. Because like I said in the beginning, I, I believe that balance is possible. I don't think it's a myth. I believe you can do certain things, believe certain things, think certain things so that balance is a part of your life. All right. So first, I want to introduce you to something I have come up with called figuring out your non-negotiables. Whenever I feel off in life, whenever I just kind of feel in a funk, whenever I feel like things just aren't like flowing like I want them to. I go back to my list of four non-negotiables. And these are needs. These are like deep needs for me that I need to have in my life. Now, if you have deep needs, just like a shower would be a need, just like eating is a need and going to the bathroom is a need, these other things are non-negotiable. They are also needs. They also need to go on your calendar. So, let me explain what my non-negotiables are and then also explain to you how you're going to, going to discover what your non-negotiables are. My non-negotiables are social connection, creativity, spiritual expansion, and mental engagement. Without fail, when I consider this list, when I'm in those rut periods or a time of feeling a funk, I can look at that list and know what I need. I can go, oh, I just need to call a friend and like go out to lunch with them. Or, oh, I really haven't like engaged my creativity recently. No wonder I feel so off. So I just plan some art project or I dance. Not that anyone is ever going to see it, <laughs> but I do something to ignite my creativity, spiritual expansion. Have I checked in with God, my higher power lately? Have I... Does that connection feel real and mental engagement? I have a mind that wants to learn, that wants to discover, that wants to explain and teach. And so any of those things would be considered mental engagement. So these are my non-negotiables. And I think it would be great if you came up with a list of four non-negotiables as well. That way you can refer to the list and go, oh, wait, what do I need to feel a little bit more balanced. Oh, that's right. Like social connection has been missing in my life recently. I need to 
meet up with, with one of my friends on Zoom or <laughs> I need to go talk to one of my friends and see if they'll go on a walk with me or go shopping with me or whatever it is, right? But your list is probably going to look a little bit different than mine. And here are some questions you can ask to find out what your list of non-negotiables are, okay? To find out what yours are, ask yourself these questions. If you want to like pause this while I'm talking, you can, so you can write them down or answer them in a journal. Um, that would be great. So what do you love doing? Like what lights you up? What brings you joy? What gives you that feeling of just ease and flow? What makes you feel like you? What is it that you're doing that you're like, oh yeah, this is so me. Like, this is totally me. What helps you feel grounded and centered? What do you miss when you don't have enough of it in your life? And when you have a day to yourself, what do you choose to do? And I hope, I hope if scrolling your phone came up, I hope you realize that that's just, that's just a behavior that's masking some other needs. <laughs> okay. Cause we are, we, some of us can be prone to do that, but it's not what we really need. It's not giving us what we really need. We're just doing it as a buffering activity to avoid or escape what we really need to face. And here's another thing to consider that is really fun. When you were 10 years old, what did you do for fun then? Thinking about your younger self in that way is really helpful because usually when you were 10, you weren't quite influenced by the world yet. You weren't self-conscious entirely yet. And the things you did at 10 are like totally you. <laughs> Those are the things you hadn't, you hadn't learned to judge yet. You hadn't learned to be ashamed of them. And let me tell you, one of my things that I did when I was 10, and I still access this and I still do it when I need to get in the space of feeling more balanced, I doodle. I am such a doodler. If you sat by me in a class in high school, you would look over and you would see millions of doodles in the margins of my paper. I did this in college too, in fact. I did it, I do it right now. I, I'm looking at a notebook right now to the right of me and I can see all the doodles up and down the margins of my notes. And so that's a fun thing to do. Let me tell you a little um, pet theory I have. <laughs> because, because we all are entrenched in the capitalist society that we live in, it can be really easy for you to convince your brain that something's not worth doing because it's not like worth your time if you're not getting a return on investment. Often this comes in the form of money. And so if you're not getting a return on investment as far as money, as far as, you know, your wellness or something else, like if you don't see it that way, you tend not to do it. Well, does doodling get me any of those things? Not really. I mean, it, it might it might uh, contribute to my wellness a little bit, but there's certainly no monetary thing coming back to me. Um, and so I can look at that my my list, and I feel like that can be mental engagement. I'm using my 
my body might write like I'm holding a pen or a marker or something anyway but that is something I did when I was 10 and it was fun then and it can be fun now so go through all of those questions and just write down anything and everything that comes to mind a complete open brainstorm session and then whittle it down and eliminate until you feel like you found your top four until you found like, oh, yep, these are the four non-negotiable. Like I get grumpy when these are not in my life, you know, like I know if I don't have social connection over a period of time, I know I'm going to start feeling grumpy. I just know that. And I'm going to start feeling off if I don't have some spiritual expansion or spiritual enlightenment or anything like that, or same with mental engagement and creativity. Okay. So that contributes to feeling balanced because you're meeting your needs. You're aware of them, you're calendaring them, you're committing to them. And so you're putting that in your life in a way that you get to meet your needs. You get to be the person that meets your needs. Now, here's a little caveat. I do need to explain this. Sometimes it can be easy to seek out these activities to avoid heavy feelings or to avoid uh, something that we're trying to escape. Maybe you've put something on your calendar um, that you don't really want to face, but you know you want like maybe you have a maybe you have a goal of losing weight and you know you need to go to the gym. Well, over and over, maybe you decide not to go to the gym and instead you do one of these activities, right, on your four non-negotiables. And it doesn't really work that way. <laughs> they need to be in your life. The non, the four non-negotiables certainly need to be in your life. But be careful that you're not using them to avoid the other things that will push you forward in life. The hard things you need to face, the things that bring up some heavy emotions, those kinds of things. Okay. So that's what I want you to know first about feeling balanced. Come up with a list of your non-negotiables and then make sure they're on your calendar. Speaking of calendars, let's talk about time management for a minute. I can't stand that word. I think it's ridiculous how many people focus on time management so much. And especially in the personal development world, man, like you've got to be disciplined and you've got to get up at 4.30 a.m. and... <laughs> There are just all kinds of like absolutes that people sell, right? Like they, they, and I just don't buy into any of it. And I want to give you actually permission right now to not buy any of it either and not buy any of what I'm saying. I want you to listen. I want you to take into your life what works, what resonates, and then dismiss the rest. So if any of this is like, hitting a hard spot and you're like pushing up against it, you can just dismiss it. It's totally fine. But going back to time management, I don't like that word. I don't like talking about it. I don't like the like constant focus on productivity and blah, 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 blah. I don't. So what I like to teach and talk about instead is energy management. I want you to think about your day I want you to consider when you have the most energy and then I want you to match up your tasks that you have to do during the day with the times you have the most energy. I am in grad school right now 
And I can tell you what, at 8 p.m. when I think I'm going to ha like have time to work on my papers I'm writing, that is not prime time to do it. I'm tired by then. I'm sluggish. It's hard for me to get out anything that makes sense. It takes me twice as long. <laughs> so it's just not the best time of day to be doing that. Sometimes I don't have a choice and I've got to, but I want you to think about energy management. My prime energy time is like 10 to 2. From 10 to 2, and you can kind of break up your day this way. Like think about like wake up time to 10 a.m., 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., 2 p.m. to 6 p.m., and then 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. You can break it down in those categories and then decide, yeah, this is my peak energy time. And that for me is 10 to 2 and so that's when I, the, that's when I put in my calendar, the things that require most out of me, that would be the best time for me to work on my papers. That would be the best time to work on content for my business. That would be the best time to, you know, cr create new things, uh, offers and different things that I'm working on things like housework and laundry and meal planning and those kinds of things. I can do that at 8 PM and that doesn't require that much energy. So think about energy management rather than time management. This is going to help you feel so much more balanced because I believe one of the biggest reasons we start feeling unbalanced is because we're out of energy because we don't have it in our tank to do what's on our to-do list. And so then we're like, Ugh, gosh. <laughs> so my friends, I do believe in balance. And I do believe uh, by integrating these things I've talked about, I do believe you'll get there more often than you have been able to before. And the last thing I want to talk about is Enneagram stuff. Based on your number, you're either going to be part of the head center, heart center, or gut center. The five, six, sevens are the head centers. The two, threes, and fours are the heart centers. And the gut center or body is your eights, nines, and ones. So depending on what your number is, you have a different center that is um, hyper-focused, okay? If you're an eight, you are part of the gut center. And so things in, things in your body are going to be more, you're going to be more focused there. Eights, nines, and ones tend to do things before they feel or think about them. Now, the reason I bring this up as we're talking about balance is that to achieve balance, depending on where you're at on the Enneagram, to achieve balance, you want to get really good at all of those. So someone that's an eight, that's a body center, they need to access their feelings more often. They need to pay attention to their thoughts more often because they need to find balance across all the centers. I'm a four. I'm a heart center. I tend to stay in my feelings a lot. So my doing, my, my body center is repressed. I need to take action more often, even if I don't feel like it. I need to follow through with my plans more often. I need to be disciplined as I, you know, stick to my goals. Those are things that help me be more balanced and also paying attention to what's going in my mind, being more aware of my mindset, those types of things. 
We want to have balance across all three centers. If you're a five, six, or seven, you're going to be stuck in your head a lot. And you're going to think, overthink things, especially sixes. <laughs> sixes are the overthinkers of the world. And so they need to get in touch with their feelings more often and they need to um, and they need to make sure they're doing things more often. That's going to help them feel more balanced. All right. So lots of fun things to consider. And the last thing I just want to leave you with again is that balance is possible. It is. And the last thing I want to challenge you to do in order to feel it is to stop talking about your life like you're so, so busy. If you are guilty of always talking about how busy you are, I'm guessing you don't feel balanced. So catch yourself with love and compassion. There's no judgment needed, but catch yourself every time you talk about your life being super busy and see if you could describe it differently. Most people I know that describe their, their, their lives as busy, it comes with a lot of frustration. It comes with a lot of like frantic energy. It comes with some overwhelm. And so moving away from that and describing your life in different ways will also help you feel more balanced. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up with that in mind. And I am excited to hear from you. If you, if you take into practice any of these things I talk about today, pre, please reach out and let me know. I would love for everyone to feel more balanced. I would everyone, I would love for everyone to access these tools more often and figure out how to just live a more fulfilling life. We're all going to have stress. We're all going to have hard times. We're all going to have 40 things on our to-do list, but balance is possible. Enjoy your week and I will talk to you real soon in about seven days. Bye-bye now. Hello. I'm so glad you joined me on the podcast today. If there is anything that you want to go deeper with, I would invite you to go book a beginning call. It's free and I will give you the help you need, whether it's about mindset, Enneagram, your goals, or your marriage. I know I can help. So go to mariahwickham.com and book that call or reach out at support at mariah.com with any of your questions. Have a great week.